Welcome to episode 33 of the Heat Wave. It's the mock draft episode where we take all the knowledge we just dropped on the Heat Wave and we put it in a draft. In fact, the draft that we're about to do, we want to put so much love and effort into it. Here's what we did. Me and Michael are in the same home league. Me and Michael are in our exact same positions that we are in in the home league. And we're drafting with, with the same positions positionally, like quarterback, running back as well. So basically, we are mocking our home league, which you know we're going to bring the heat. Do you know what else brings the heat? The Fantasy Football by Brodo app. Go check that out right now. Next week, two on the app uh, and on everywhere you can get your podcast. We have a very special announcement, so please tune in next week. That announcement is going to be very special, especially for the patrons. Patreon.com slash Brodo Fantasy. Episode 33, the mock draft. The last time we're going to hear the heat wave intro. Until next year, let's enjoy it. Just sit back, grab a cup of your favorite coffee or a cup of your favorite adult beverage or maybe a cup of just some water, some good old-fashioned H2O, and enjoy. Tonight, yet another staggering heat wave striking fantasy football. Hot so hot so hot So one of the best reasons that I like doing mock drafts is because the mock drafts, you could talk about everyone. You could hit everything. And no one else would I rather talk about every single fantasy football player with than these two guys right here. My partners, Mike and I, you know what? Sometimes I, I almost call you Psych Ward FF because uh, it's because I'm on the bottom. Mike and Matt. I was going to say, I, I know, but like I, I, calling people by their Twitter names is such a like a. I've been Psych Ward long before Twitter was ever thing. even a thing, bro. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah. We're going to have to hear the backstory on that one. Wait, where'd you get the nickname you Psych want a quick Ward? Ba- backstory on it? It's been I my do. gamer tag since I was like 11 gamer years old. <laughs> you'd be, that's that's because you, you'd, you'd think more people with the last name Ward would so Psych Ward, but you, you I, nailed I that. I got it everywhere. I got it on Xbox Live. I got it on PlayStation Network. I've got it on like my emails. Yeah, I, I don't know how. Hey, Nobody figured that out before me at like 11 and, and fresh, fresh <laughs> puberty, but hey. Did Canada, this, did Canada have America Online, AOL? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. What, how'd you feel about being on America Online? I mean, well, we, I guess MSN Messenger was more popular up here. Okay. Same as like, uh, I think it was called IQF. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Because I was like, if I was down here and I was like Canadian Online. And I, that's I was logging into Canada online every day. I'd be like, well, I mean, it's strange. Canada's in tech America, America. Right. Exactly. I mean, you know, when they mean America online, though, they don't mean North America online. No, but of course we had AOL, like, like specifically the back and forth messenger. Yeah, of course we did. Did you even have like the the app, like before apps were a thing like AOL is kind of like the first app. You'd open it and it would be the whole screen like you and, and it would be your. The internet, like the fa- what the whole internet setup right now, was started by AOL. The internet didn't really look like this before. AOL. The away message, the whole thing. Yeah. It was like an app. It was, it was anyway. Now that I've dated myself, we are going into this mock draft. Let us not do any further. Um, so we are going from the these. Let me let me share this screen with you guys. If you guys are on YouTube.com/slash/BrotoFantasy, you can see the entire mock draft where we are going, what we are thinking will be shared with our voices, obviously. But um, 
in terms of like the draft board and how it's playing out and these other teams and stuff like that. Uh, definitely something to be shown here. So as you can see, 12 team half PPR snake. I feel like this is the way that most people, uh, this is like the standard draft these days, half PPR, 12 teams, snake draft, uh, the positions. Let me expose them right here. Quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, one tight end, one flex. And then just for time's sake, three benches uh no normal league like this would have like six even maybe seven bench bench spots maybe even five bench spots but five minimum bench spots so with that being said i michael is going to take the third pick matt is going to have the sixth pick and i will have the 10th pick so not exactly at the turn but close to the front for michael right in the middle for matt and close to the back for me um i'm interested to see how this goes boys are you ready may the best man win I mean, you guys are just gonna be battling for second place, so let's let's do it. Oh, Larry Bird over here. <laughs> Listen, I I just want you guys to remember, just re just remember this from now, from when after this, it's okay to lose to the master. Okay, just want you guys to know that it's when it's when it's to the master, it's okay. <laughs> All right, let's get this started. Are you ready? Three, two, one. Justin Jefferson and Austin Eckler. In a surprise pick, go here. So, I know me and Michael have talked about this top three pick. Um, Austin Eckler, interesting. Austin Eckler is someone who it, really early, like in July, you could have gotten like with the 10th pick in the first round. He His ADP has corrected all the way up to where he's supposed to be. But 1.12 is obviously a stretch from team two here, the algorithm. Michael, you previously told me it's going to be Christian McCaffrey or Jamar Chase. You... Assume that that decision is going to be made for you. Now yeah. that the, that that decision is not made for you, you have to make that decision on your own. How are you feeling about the decision? Yeah, um, I figured it'd be CMC or Jamar Chase, and then the decision would be made for me. That's what I expect to happen in my home league. That did not happen here. So now I have to decide if I want to go running back or wide receiver here. Honestly, this this is the first time I'm doing a sleeper um, draft, and I see Tony Pollard chilling at at 22 you got to know your platform too people who aren't fully like up to date if you're in a league with those types of people they will look at the platform adp and take it as gospel every now and then so knowing you get like a tony pollard at the end of the second round compared to like a you know it underdog league or um even a yahoo league his adp is higher you got to keep an eye on things like that so know your team know your league know your league settings 12. Yeah, so very different. Um, with that being said, Jamar Chase is an absolute monster. Christian McCaffrey is an absolute monster. I don't think you go wrong with either. I've always been a wide receiver guy, so I'm just going to stick with that and go ahead and draft Jamar Chase. So Michael goes ahead and drafts Jamar Chase as Christian McCaffrey goes probably later than he's ever gone at, at Team 4. And then Tyree Kill uh, is drafted over Cooper Cup. I, we just released the Dolphins heat wave where I said that I would draft two. Tyreek Hill over Cooper Cup as well. I, I like that pick there. Uh, so, Matt, you are looking at a positional conundrum here because you have a lot of good players available. Travis Kelsey obviously gives you a giant tight end advantage. Cooper Cup is the best wide receiver left on the board, along with Stephon Diggs and A.J. Brown. But you also have some elite running backs here. Bijan Robinson, Saquon Barkley, Nick Chubb. How are you feeling about this number six overall pick? Yeah, for me, I'm really kind of I was hoping that much like Mike, the decision would have been made for me a little bit. Um, I, but it, for now, 
in the way that I view this pick is between Travis Kelsey and Bijan Robinson. I think Bijan Robinson's RB3 is is fair value for sure. And then something that I actually messaged to Mike on Twitter or X or whatever you call it, um, in reference to Jameer Gibbs specifically, but it obviously applies to Bijan Robinson as well. The lowest point per game total of any rookie running back drafted in the top 12 since 2010 is 14.2. That was Christian McCaffrey's rookie season, actually. And the six running backs in question that have been drafted in the top 12 since 2010 have a combined average 18.2 PPR points per game with a ceiling of 24.1 PPR points per game. I think Bijan as the RB3 is an absolute smash. That said, it's the the largest positional gap in all of fantasy football. And usually you don't really have this opportunity. He goes, you know, ADP of five, one, four, fifth overall. And it's not a tight end premium league that we're playing in, but I think I feel a lot more confident in myself to be able to find good running back value later than good tight end value later. And it's not very often that I personally get the opportunity, even in a mock, to draft Travis Kelsey. So I'm going to take that opportunity. Right. Not much needs to be explained on his positional advantage and, and him putting up top eight wide receiver point per game numbers over the last five seasons. I'm True. actually super glad that you made that pick because I think it's important for us as a show to show people like, um, that build it's to show people yeah, like, I let's try see what a build sure. with Travis Kelsey looks like. All right. Yeah. So I'm on the clock here after Travis Kelsey goes Cooper cup, then goes Bijan Robinson, who I was, I was hoping would fall to me, but I know realistically probably wouldn't. And then Saquon Barkley goes next. So that leaves me on the clock here. Now I have again, the same kind of positional conundrum that Matt had. So Stefan Diggs is the player that's highest on the ADP. And it's the player that I'm leaning to. I've mentioned that I like Nick Chubb. Uh, I think that he will get a, a tremendous amount of opportunity and maybe some more receiving work this year. But at the same time, do I want to draft someone who I know is going to have a very hard time being the RB1 overall or Stefan Diggs, who has a much more realistic opportunity at that at that you know level? Um, I In my mocks before, I've been leaning Stefan Diggs. I think I'm going to lean Stefan Diggs again here, although A.J. Brown is also someone that I'm considering a wide receiver here. But I'm going to take Stefan Diggs, and I'm going to start with this wide receiver and then see how this plays out. So Stefan Diggs goes, Nick Chubb goes next, followed by Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, and Pat Mahomes. And that leaves me here uh, looking at, again, another like conundrum. Because, Michael, you made a point here. You said, I see Tony Pollard going way later than ADP. I see him all the way over there. Uh, you got to know the league you're playing in. You got to know the league you're playing in. Well, you do have to know the league you're playing in. You got to know that I'm in the league. And you know that I love myself some Tony Pollard. So Tony Pollard is definitely in the running here. I like him better than Josh Jacobs 100%. Uh, I like him better than Jonathan Taylor, who's very open in the air about what's going on right now with him at time of recording, although that may change before you hear this. Um, and then Tony Pollard is sitting there, even though he, it's a little bit of a reach. I'm not picking for a long time, so it's there. Really, the choice for me right now, the, the wide receivers are bananas. C.D. Lamb, Devontae Adams, and Amon Ross St. Brown um, all have the opportunity to be stars. Garrett Wilson also there. For me, I like my balance. I'm going to balance it out here. I'm going to go with Tony Pollard on the turn here after Stefan Diggs. So I'm starting my draft with Stefan Diggs and Tony Pollard. Devontae Adams. Goes next after that. How do you guys feel about my Pollard pick? I'm just, I've just been talking so much. How, how do you guys feel about that Pollard pick? I mean, I did a I did an experts league 14 teamer, um, and I had the 11 pick, and I took Tony Pollard 11th overall. So that's how I feel about Tony Pollard. 
Yeah, RB7 is pretty good value when you're talking about overall on the board as well. Um, so I don't hate it at all. Coming up to me here, I'm looking at... Well, I mean, I, I think one of the Hold things on, Matt, that... Before, before you begin, just really quick. In between Tony Pollard and Matt, Devontae Adams, CeeDee Lamb goes to Team 8, and Jonathan Taylor goes to Team 7. All right, Matt, take it away. My bad there. Yeah, I didn't break down those picks. And okay. I think one of the things that is kind of overlooked with the Travis Kelsey in the first round, that, that middle first, whether it's one, four, one, five, one, six, one, seven, whatever he falls to, if you are able to get him there and want to go for that, you know, positional value that he undeniably has is you're also kind of forcing yourself into a, a zero or hero RB build in my opinion, because I'm not mm-hmm. like, especially after that, like, and I think that, you know, you might even be seeing a slight depression on Jonathan Taylor's value coming up because of all of the negative news and in the trade situation that may be unfolding. But then it's, you know, Josh Jacobs, a quite a large gap in ADP for Najee Harris, who we obviously on this pod and historically don't love and as nobody should. And, you know, then like guys like Travis Etienne and stuff a little bit later, which is it's absolutely a bit of a reach. So for me here, it's, it's I think you have to look at going elite wide receiver if you get Travis Kelsey and kind of build through that hero RB slash zero RB build. So I'm going to go with Garrett Wilson, who... Just go back one episode we have very high praise for, as I do for a guy that's happening about five picks later in Chris Olave, who actually is, you know, that ADP is starting to climb. So good for him. <laughs> well deserved. But I, I'm going to take uh, Garrett Wilson here as, as my wide receiver. One Damn for you. And, Michael, uh, I, I knew Michael was just definitely just to there's... go with the wide receiver or the kind of zero running back build. Uh, after Garrett Wilson, I love that pick, by the way, Matt. Travis Kelsey and, and Garrett Wilson is how Matt starts. I start, started Stefan Diggs, Tony Pollard. Then Team 5 then takes Josh Allen, so the second quarterback off the board goes in the second round. Team 4 got two steals at the fourth pick. Like Whether or not you like the picks or not, you got to admit, Christian McCaffrey won 4, and Amon Ross St. Brown 2-9. Yeah, great, great start. Fantastic value. Like Those are... That's like the number one pick in the in the number fourteen overall pick in, in other leagues. So Michael, you got Jamar Chase. Obviously, you wanted Garrett Wilson. That's not going to work out. What are you looking at here? Yeah. So now I'm I'm going to take some sort of I I have to decide if I want Josh Jacobs here and then someone who falls um, between Jalen Waddle, Chris Olave, or T Higgins, or I take um, Waddle or Olave. And then I hope Ramondre Stevenson falls because I like Josh Jacobs here. Now that he's reported, uh, he's reportedly expected to um, report to the Raiders before week one. I think he's being a little bit um, undervalued and underappreciated this year. Obviously the holdout didn't help his help his case by any means, but he was a, a stud last season and Jimmy G there. Like it's going to be a run first offense once again. So I do like Josh Jacobs. Um, but when it comes to the wide receivers, Jalen Waddle and Chris Olave, I, I Matt loves both of them. I like both of them. I think Chris Olave has a little bit more of a like. I think Chris Olave has a higher chance if one of them is going to be a top five wide receiver. I think it's more of a chance of Chris Olave doing it rather than Jalen Waddle because um, Waddle has Terry Kill and uh, yes, Chris Olave has Michael Thomas. But what Michael Thomas at this point? Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take Olave here and hope that Josh Jacobs or Ramondre Stevenson falls to the turn. I like that pick, pick Michael, and I think that I think Josh Jacobs going to the next team I think is is something that you should be happy about because I I think although I hear what you're saying about Josh Jacobs, 
Josh Jacobs in his first four years, like he had a great year last year, but and everyone kind of forgets that he sucked the year before. And he had a very he, – he sucked a four years before, and he had a very, very James Robinson-like season last year. Where no, it's he like, was way better than James Robinson. No, but remember was. when James Robinson was the guy for um, for the Jaguars, and he was the only one who got any touches on the that entire was pure volume base. Josh Jacobs was not right. only volume-based. He was ridiculously I'm, efficient. Too. Listen, listen, I'm not saying that he was he – was, like first of all, James Robinson was like RB four that year, so don't disrespect. But also, like, he I'm not saying he's James Robinson. What I'm saying is like that year mirrors that in a way where is he going to get 400 touches again? It, historically, that doesn't work out well for running backs. And on top of that, he missed camp. He's coming in. He's going to come in and touch the ball 400 times without any preseason snaps, without any, without nothing like that. It, I, honestly, it's a it's a recipe for disaster. And so I'm even though yeah, he, he came together, like there's just too many variables around Josh Jacobs for me to be comfortable to take him that way. He also had back to back games with uh, over 50 receptions, which back to back years. I mean, look, I'm not saying he's not like am I get I would I would take him if he fell to me at 310. You know, I just think 211 is a little early for Josh Jacobs right. personally. Just too many risks. And like I was discussing with the second round pick here, it would be some someone between if I want oh, to hold go, on, Michael, real, real quick. Josh Jacobs goes next, followed by Mark Andrews and Najee Harris at the turn and Jalen Waddle to team two. Michael, you're on the clock. Jamar Chase, Chris Olave on the squad. Yeah, so I'd have to go a quarterback here. Um, a Jalen Hurts or Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes already left. Uh, excuse me, already got drafted. I'm not interested in Jalen Hurts here. And then it's really Ramondre Stevenson or T. Higgins or Devontae Smith. Um, I like Travis Etienne a lot this year, but I do think Ramondre Stevenson is the better pick of the two. And just I think Ramondre Stevenson is a, a very good player. Um, even with Zeke there, the guy caught 69 passes last year. Nice. And I expect him to be super involved in the offense. So I think Stevenson is just going to be one of those super trustworthy running backs. So even if he doesn't put up 30 plus a game should be, uh, just, you know, a top 15 running back more often than not. Um, so take Stevenson here. All right. Stevenson goes next, followed by Jalen hurts, Travis ETN that you guys are talking that you were just talking about. So, See, I would have liked ETN here maybe for like Matt's build, but yeah, I was definitely thinking about it, but there's a, there might be a better running back. (laughs) Can I just shout Um, out? Can I just shout out for a second? Can I shout out team four who now gets Jalen hurts? Christian McCaffrey, Amon Ross St. Brown and Jalen hurts is a great way to start. If you're going to start with a quarterback, that's a lot of points right there. That's a lot of points. That's like, that's like 70 points. Realistically. Tim wants to hire Team Four. Hi, come on, yeah, Team Four. All right. Anyway, the uh, Team Four AI bot. <laughs> Go ahead, Matt. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of didn't think that I'd have the option of T. Higgins and Devonte Smith here, which is like really kind of hurts my soul. But I have to make a flag plant pick, um, and and somebody that I think will end up being my hat hanger. So a little teaser into that episode, but we'll go a little deeper on it when that comes. Oh boy, here we go. I'm going to take Jameer Gibbs Nice. and I'm going to take Jameer Gibbs because there have only ever been three running backs in NFL history to be selected in the top 20 
of an NFL draft that have multiple collegiate seasons with a receiving market share above 10%. Those three running backs are Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, and Reggie Bush. And Jameer Gibbs has multiple collegiate seasons with a receiving market share above 20%. So more than doubling all three of those prospects. All three of those players mentioned above also had at least a 20% target share and at least a 40% rushing share in their rookie season leading to RB1 numbers. I, I said it during the Bijan breakdown a little bit, but like rookie running backs that get selected that high with a profile like Jameer Gibbs, literally the ceiling is 15 points per, or the floor is 15 points per game. And the ceiling is a top three running back. So that's who I'm going to take as my RB1, I a little bit it. of a flag plant. I love it. To be honest, I, I wasn't really considering him in drafts when I was doing my, my mocks, but then the love that you've been giving him is, has really turned me. I'm not going to lie. Uh, yeah, I honestly, I just, I don't know. The I think the Lions offense, people are a little bit too I think excited I, about the Lions offense, and I do think David Montgomery is going to steal yeah. <laughs> work. But I, mean, I think a little bit of a regression for sure in that offense. I mean, like they were a top-scoring offense, right, but also a, a bottom-ranked defense. So any sort of improvement in the defensive side is going to change some game scripts in the Lions' favor for obviously winning games, but against the overall fantasy output. So I will concede that to Mike for sure. I watched the next three picks go by, and I was very happy. Devontae Smith, DK Metcalf, and T. Higgins go next. Very I had, happy. I didn't have interest in these guys. Like, I, I don't want to. Wow. I don't, I I don't want to I'm so confused third. why you wouldn't want Smith or Higgins at 310. Yeah, I don't, like, mind-boggling. I don't, dude, I don't want I don't want the second option that disappears. He doesn't like Waters' top I 15 just went into this. Yeah. game. I yeah. just went into yeah. I just went into this in the last episode. I You're don't want stupid. guys who are going to bottom out. Dude. Every wide receiver bottoms out. No, yeah, not man. for not for half the season. These guys bottom out for half the season. Stephon so Diggs I, bottomed out like f- six times last year. Like not, that's not half the season. Okay. Anyway, Devontae Smith, DK Metcalf. I don't want them here. I just think they're t- it's too early. If I can get them next round, I would get them next round. I just I think they're going a little too early for me. So I'm very happy that those guys left because I have my eye on a, on a certain guy that I think is going is being criminally underrated for the opportunity that he's going to receive this year. Now, Brees Hall would have been nice if, you know, uh, if Dalvin Cook didn't sign. And I do think that looking at these ADPs and, you know, I can't believe some... you're going to select Joe Mixon and didn't want Higgins. Shush for a second. So I was, I was like, so these ADPs, there is something about the QBs seem to be a lot pushed up here. And I, maybe that's because on sleeper, a lot of people play two QB leagues. Um, the, the ADPs are are definitely a lot higher than on the other platforms that I've been mocking on. So that's something that I'm going to have to keep in mind here because usually I've been able to wait to like the sixth, seventh round in Yahoo and on uh, Fantasy Pros to get a guy like Justin Herbert or to get a guy like Justin Fields. That's probably not going to happen in this draft. So I have to keep an eye on that. But with that being said, I'm taking Joe Mixon here. It's an easy pick. Uh, he is going to be fed the ball on a high-powered offense over and over again. And you know what I don't have to worry about with Joe Mixon? I don't have to worry about if he's the main guy in his team because I know he is. Let it be known that hell has officially frozen over and Tim selected Joe Mixon ahead of superstar oh. Jets running back Brees yeah. Hall. Yes, that's exactly what happened. Well, I mean, look, Brees Hall goes next. If Brees Hall was healthy, <laughs> I would have taken him at the end of the at the, at the end of the first. Like, uh, don't, don't, yeah. you know, I, you know, I love me some Brees. Um, Brees Hall goes next, followed by Joe Burrow. In the back of the third, very early, followed by Ken Walker. Team 12 started hot. The last two picks, Joe Burrow and Ken Walker, I'm not a fan. 
I am very sad that Keenan Allen got by me. I think Keenan Allen is definitely who I wanted to see on my team next. I would have loved Keenan Allen as a perfect wide receiver too. Um, consistent number one option for a team. So I'm looking at this team now, and I, I don't think there's any way that I'm going to get I, – like, I'm not spending a fifth-round pick on a quarterback. I'm not spending a fourth-round pick on a quarterback. I'm going to have to pick Justin Herbert now if I want Justin Herbert. I had to pick Justin Fields. I had to pick Lamar. Maybe Lamar, but I don't, not, I don't trust him in the new offense. Really, the guys who I'm looking at right here is I'm picking between Debo Samuel and Calvin Ridley. On the one hand, you have Debo. I, like, I think he's being very much underrated this year. Uh, if you remember, if you go back to 2022, this guy was an absolute, absolute beast. And then last year, he was just hurt. Didn't play in a lot of games. Um, and it, it hurt his value. And he played hurt. And after the, a 2021 season where he was an absolute stud, uh, I think that he's being undervalued because people were burned by him. You see this every year. But Debo came back last year. There was He came into camp a little unhealthy. He came a little overweight. He wasn't the same guy. This year, he's like a brand new guy. He's all over social media. He's in the best shape of his life. On the other hand, you have Calvin Ridley, who has the opportunity to be the number one receiver for a young up-and-coming superstar quarterback. I'm going to go Debo here, and I'm liking the way that my team has started with Stephon Diggs, Tony Pollard, Joe Mixon, and Debo Samuel. Perfect. Now I get Ridley. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, we're, I, I don't blame you. I, I was very close to picking Ridley here. Lamar Jackson goes next, followed by George Kittle and Justin Fields as the quarterback run continues. And Matt, tell us why you're picking Ridley. Of course, and, and I am going to take Calvin Ridley here, but before I, I select it and let the run happen to Mike, um, it's we broke it down a, a little bit recently since this is the Heat Wave podcast on the AFC South episode featuring the Jaguars, where Calvin Ridley has, even alongside Julio, and the last time that he was healthy with a offense to himself as top seven, but is a wide receiver one and is a perennial elite target earner that steps into an offense that doesn't have a perennial elite target earner. Christian Kirk can literally maintain his career highs from last season, which they all were, and maintain that exact same slot role. And there's still 81% of the targets available, right? So it, it, it was not a succinct funnel offense. Now it can kind of turn into one with a true elite wide receiver one alpha. And I, again, I, I've said this so many times and every time I bring him up, but I don't even count Trevor Lawrence's first year with Urban Meyer. That didn't count. So what that kid did in his first season with a competent head coach, he is an elite generational prospect. Like that is Trevor Lawrence is what we thought he was. He is specifically turned it up towards the end of the season, falling only behind Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes in several efficiency stats and points per game in the last seven weeks. So I'm going to take Calvin Ridley and expect Trevor Lawrence's ascent to continue and Calvin Ridley to be a major buy factor of that i like it calvin ridley the number one offense i mean the number one uh option you know i love these other you know i love these number one options uh tj hawkinson goes next followed by aaron jones another great pick i mean aaron jones four nine i don't know i don't love jones <sighs> but at four nine i think michael's gonna take a wide receiver here that i absolutely think should be taken ahead of aaron jones like every single time all right michael uh, who are you taking here? Michael right now, Jamar Chase, Chris Olave, and and Ramondre Stevenson. Yeah, um, I could go anywhere um, at this point. Justin Herbert is an option, of course. But, yeah, you're right, Tim. The ADPs of quarterbacks in this on sleeper are uh, a star. Absolutely. They're, over they're absolutely, like, inflated from yeah. so many people doing super flex drafts on here. Yeah. Um, running backs, uh, yeah. 
you're going to catch me drafting Damian Pierce in the fourth round. Sure. <laughs> Never. Um, <laughs> too, too high in Miles Sanders, too high in J.K. Dobbins. Like, this is that, in my opinion, right here is that, like, yeah. dead zone RB spot where I'm not so. overly interested in these guys, especially in, like, the fourth round. Like, the way I look at it sometimes, it's super simple, but it works for me. Do I really want Damian Pierce to be my fourth best player? Absolutely not. Zero percent chance I want Damian Pierce to be my fourth best player. Um, I like I like Jerry Judy here. Um, he was low key very good last season with Russell Wilson, despite the really shitty season that Russell Wilson had. Um, and I think people might be sleeping on Jerry Judy a little bit, which is, you know, last year I wasn't a big Jerry Judy guy, but I changed my tune going into this season. Um, Amari Cooper had a very good season last year and he just keeps falling and falling at this point in the draft. I don't hate it. Terry McLaurin, Deandre Hopkins, um, Christian Watson, this entire bucket of wide receivers, I really think um, are pretty solid choices all the way across the board. If I had to take someone one on one between Cooper and Judy, I'd be going um, Jerry Judy. And that's who I'm going to take here. Did you oh, okay? Mario Cooper goes right next. So the one thing that I always hate is okay, when now I'm, you have the opportunity to take the wide receiver that I was thinking about. <laughs> yes, yes. I it, it always <laughs> seems to happen that when you're between two guys, every time you pick the other guy, the next guy goes next. Amari Cooper goes next, followed by Justin Herbert and DJ Moore on the turn for team one, and Miles Sanders at five two. So Michael, your current team, Jamar Chase, Chris Olave, Ramondre Stevenson, and Jerry Judy. Who are you adding to the squad here? Yeah, I don't mind filling in my uh, flex early. I'm not taking Trevor Lawrence, Deshaun Watson. Um, I'm not taking Damien Pierce or J.K. Dobbins. Um, and I'm not taking Kyle Pitts here. I know Tim's a big Kyle Pitts guy, but I'm not taking Kyle Pitts here. So I'm taking another wide receiver. I'm filling in that flex. This is how I typically build my teams, a wide receiver in the flex and strong wide receivers early. Now it's between Terry, Terry McLaurin, who I actually like a lot here, DeAndre Hopkins, who is the number one now in Tennessee. He wouldn't be a bad pick here either. And then Drake London, who Matt is the, uh, the dynasty guy, the big rookie year from Drake London. Of course, that's the guy he, he wants me to draft here. Um, I like Drake London. The issue for me is Desmond Ritter, but then you look at like Terry McLaurin. He has Sam Howell. You look at Deandre Hopkins. He has um, Ryan Tannehill in a run first offense, Christian Watson, even Um, Christian Watson is a, had a big season last year, but now he has Jordan Love throwing to him. Just a bunch of question mark quarterbacks here. I think any of these receivers would be higher in ADP if they had um, a better quarterback throwing to them, but that's the way it is. Um, for me, I'm choosing between Terry McLaurin and Drake London right now, and I I, I don't think that... Um, Wait, get, get revenge for Wilson, Michael. Get revenge for Wilson. <laughs> I don't think Matt is going to like it, but I prefer Terry McLaurin to Drake London, so That's I'm going to be taking Terry McLaurin. Take Terry. So Scary Terry goes next, followed Ooh. by Christian Watson and DeAndre Hopkins in a one of wide receivers, and I think that the run of wide receivers is going to continue here with Matt. Yeah, and I mean, I'm also getting a look at Brandon Ayuk, who if anybody's ever listened to me open my mouth ever, um, I'm sure Brandon Ayuk came out within the first five sentences. I'm also really kind of disappointed in this build a little bit now because I want Kyle Pitts so bad. and But like drafting bully tight end just in this day and age, like it, there's a non-tight end premium. Like, 
yeah in a non-tight end premium there's one time in fantasy football history where that would have ever worked out and it would have been drafting kittle kelsey and waller in 2019 i believe it was where they all finished as top um 12 wide receivers in points per game if you would have compared tight end to wide receiver i digress a little bit but those are just kind of disappointing adps to come see play out for me Looking at the Drake London to Brendan Ayuk, who are obviously my strongest candidates here. Um, you could make arguments for Chris Godwin, but I think that offense is going to take major regression and, and have a much likely a high likelihood of finishing with the first overall pick as well. They're one of those teams that are in a bad division of, you know, with a really rough strength of schedule. So Drake London versus Brendan Ayuk is like Ayuk's definitely in the better offense, a more stable system, but much tougher target competition. Christian McCaffrey going to take 18 to 22% of the targets. Same with um, Debo Samuel, same with George Kittle. So it's a very convoluted system. And I think Drake London having the funnel of a hopefully improved offense is just a high upside pick that I, I don't have any problems uh, taking a shot on at this juncture in the draft. All right. So Drake London goes next, followed by J.K. Dobbins. Yes. J.K. Dobbins, Cam yeah, Akers, and Damian Pierce. I'm not going to take Pitts here, actually. I'm going to um, I'm going to wait and, and take a chance that Pitts makes it to me uh, around. I don't I don't need Pitts in ge- generally right here. I'm going to talk about a guy that I absolutely love and that I think getting the fifth round is an absolute steal, and that's Alexander Madison. Uh, Alexander Madison, it's funny because every analyst, every fantasy person will sit there and with their smug ways that they do it they will tell you that running back doesn't matter that oh you shouldn't draft a running back because xyz xy xyz those same people last year took dalvin cook 107 that was his adp 107 and this year for whatever reason alexander madison his adp is 59 so what is it do running backs matter or not? Because if running backs don't matter, then you're taking a guy who's in the exact same situation. In fact, the Vikings might be in an even better situation than they were last year because they add a young, exciting uh, slot receiver in Jordan Addison to add, and you have TJ Hawkinson for an entire season and another year older, wiser Kirk Cousins, right? You, Tim. you listen, it's my turn. You have all these factors, plus the defense got worse. I don't understand why Alexander Madison is going like this. Oh, bro, you're, you're looking at the philosophy completely wrong. It's not running back talent. It doesn't matter. It's running back. The position doesn't matter. Running backs don't matter in general. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you're like quite literally proving your own point because they replaced Alexander Madison, Madison or replaced Dalvin Cook with a co- four-year career backup. Yes. Didn't draft anybody. Doesn't mean Alexander Madison can't be reductive and can't live up to his ADP, but Dalvin Cook was just a very talented running back. But just in general, running backs don't tend to matter much for team wins. No, I mean, that's just not right. That's what you think. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about an an industry that says don't don't pay pay running backs, don't (laughs) draft running backs high. The entire NFL feels this way. But at the same time, you feel not the entire like, NFL, Bijan and just, just pick so Brandon. I mean, basically, the entire, basically the entire NFL feels this way. So just because the you don't feel that way, but anyway, I'm taking Alexander Madison here, and I think that's a Alexander that's a Madison. And yes, yes. Wow, so Alexander Madison. Look at Dalvin Cook as a sixth round pick. 
Alexander Madison goes, followed by Brandon Ayuk, Chris Godwin, Mike Williams, and Dalvin Cook, which means, yes, baby, I get Kyle Pitts. I mean, I guess I have Kelsey. I just hate it. In the sixth round. And now my team's looking mighty sexy. Uh, Stefan Diggs, Tony Pollard, Joe Mixon, Debo Samuel, Alexander Madison, Kyle Pitts. Honestly, I couldn't pick a better start at the 10th spot. If I if this was my home league draft, I would be doing jumping jacks. Um, Tyler Lockett goes 6-4. Alvin Kamara goes 6-5. And Dallas Goddard goes 6-6. So a little bit of run on tight ends here. Um, Matt, you have Travis Kelsey as your tight end. So obviously... The man, the myth, the legend. You have three wide receivers, Garrett Wilson, Calvin Ridley, yeah. and Drake London, and you have Jameer Gibbs at, at running back. Some guys that you can you can see here, um, James Conner, DeAndre Swift, Darren Waller, Javante Williams, very interesting pick, Christian Kirk, Marquise Brown, Rashad White, your guy. You do need another running back. Who are you looking at here? I'm looking at, uh, out of all of those names, so that I don't repeat too much, uh, looking at Javante the most. And, yeah. and it's a guy that has clear top 12 point per game upside at the position, may start the season a little bit low, but has Samaji P. Ryan to kind of supplement those real life game scenarios as he gets acclimated. And Javante, before getting hurt, was an absolute target monster, was really taking over that backfield from um, Melvin Gordon. And obviously, Melvin ends up just getting cut anyway. And, and he's as efficient and talented as it comes on a per touch basis over his small, you know, tenure in the NFL. Um, Javante in a Sean Payton led and orchestrated offense in what we expect to obviously be a positive regression season for the Denver Broncos as a whole. I think he's the most obvious pick, especially with the build that I've structured in that kind of hero running back. Like he's a hero running back target in general, in and of himself for that upside. I, I don't think I can pass on him. I, I to be honest, when I was doing my draft, when I was doing my uh, my picks here, if if I wouldn't have got Alexander Madison, I would have taken Kyle Pitts at five ten, and then I would have reached for Javante Williams, because I I agree with everything you said. I think Javante's being criminally he he's a Javante Williams at six seven. If he comes back full strength to what he was, is a league winning type pick. Yeah, exactly. Because now I mean, you have, you gotta. I think people have to like get more accustomed to like. I know this is going to sound bad, but for, for lack of a better way of putting it, like get accustomed to losing your drafts and like swinging more on upside. I think that the only way to do it, like the sixth round, the fifth round, sixth round, seventh round, those kind of rounds, that's my swing for the fences rounds. Those, those are the guys like that's the Kyle yeah. Pitts that I want to kind take. of like what I mean. Yeah. Even the Drake London a little bit before, like I understand the floor, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Uh, James Conner goes next Javante Williams and James Conner just like could not be like more polar opposite picks. You know, like you got on one side, you got like the considered safe. Um, you know what you're getting, the 29-year-old running back on a bad offense. And you got Javante Williams, who was injured, but could bust out, could have all this. And, De- and DeAndre Swift, same thing. You don't know what's going on with him and his situation. So you're looking at Javante Williams, James Conner, DeAndre Swift, and then Michael. Michael, right now you have four wide receivers, Jamar Chase, Chris Olave. Ramondre Stevenson is your running back. Jerry Judy and Terry McLaurin is your team. Um, you are on the clock here. Some interesting picks. Darren Waller still on the board. Rashad White still on the board. How are you feeling? Yeah. Um, I have my choice of options here. Um, I kind of wish people I didn't like got chosen so I wouldn't have to choose. But look, my <laughs> the way I'm looking at it is I could go Trevor Lawrence here, who I like a lot. Um, at ADP this year, this is a high ADP 57, but I mean, here in uh, the sixth round, he's fallen quite a bit. This is pick like what 
if there's 60, that's like uh, pick 70 right now. So far past ADP. Um, Darren Waller, I'm not a big Darren Waller guy, but six ten is a very good spot very for him. Valuable. I'm not a like this is why I like to I, taking wide receivers early because I don't want to be the guy who has to take a Christian Kirk, a Michael Pittman, a, a George Pickens, like Hollywood Brown. I like, but the QB spot is in flux. Um, Mike Evans, but he has Baker Mayfield throwing to him. I get the choose my RB2 now as well if I'd like. Rashad White, I like here or mm-hmm. um, James Cook, maybe. That's um, where I would have, if I was you. I'd go Rashad yeah, White. So I have an option here of either going, basically I'm looking at Trevor Lawrence, Darren Waller, or Rashad White hoping Rashad White falls. Um, team 2 has three running backs already, but Team 1 only has one running back. Um, and Rashad White is the highest available running back on the board. If he goes, I don't really want Isaiah Pacheco. I'm not really interested in David Montgomery at this Um Juncture, James Cook, I have some interest in. Um, it's really between White and James Cook at this point in the draft or Lawrence or Waller. After Waller goes, I'm not going to take Evan Ingram in that spot, and then the tight ends could get really ugly. I'm going to take the risk here and take Waller and hope Rashad White falls back to me, and if not, um, James Cook. Otherwise, I screwed myself if both get taken. Let's see. So Waller goes, and then followed by Trevor Lawrence, Christian Kirk, Michael Pittman. And George Pickens, Michael, your your ADP game worked. Congratulations, young Saya. There you go. Exactly, exactly as I drew it up. I'm taking Rashad White here. That Rashad White at seven three is a fucking steal. Uh, Marquise Brown. Oh, how how sad are you that Hollywood just went? Hollywood. Yeah, Brown. I mean, obviously, I would have leaned there, especially to fill out that that uh, flex position. I wouldn't have mind Hollywood there. He's one of my favorite upside picks even in a broken offense he's still going to command an insane amount of targets and is incredibly efficient with those targets now i'm looking at guys like mike evans david montgomery jackson smith and jigba james cook as mike had just mentioned evan just ingram who i'm skipped right over deontay johnson there's a reason that i did tim if you oh, allow sorry me. sorry <laughs> 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 and then Jordan Addison, Deshaun Watson, Jahan Dotson. So this is a bit of that wide receiver, you know, two fringe upside kind of low end wide receiver two tier. Although obviously as the dynasty guy, I could speak highly of Addison and Smith and Jigba for hours on end as I could with the Jahan Dotson's projected second year breakout. But there is no chance on God's green earth that Deontay Johnson has another season with zero touchdowns. I think Deontay Johnson is going to finish as a top 24 wide receiver in points per game. That also kind of helps, although I don't like to do revisionist history, especially in drafts, but that also helps kind of that Drake London low floor play. Whereas I think Deontay is still going to maintain, you know, a 25% target share, see 133 targets, catch a hundred balls. And he's not going to score zero touchdowns, like four touchdowns to that Deontay Johnson season that we saw last year was a wide receiver two season. And yes, it was his worst season to date, but I still love Deontay in this position. It fills my flex spot. I kind of want to go running back here, but I'm not as high as James cook at consensus. And there's kind of some filler ins, or I guess even you could call them handcuffs with handcuffs with standalone upside that I would like to attack a little bit later in this draft. So I'm going to go with Deontay Johnson, who I, I do project outscoring Jackson Smith and Jigba and Jordan Addison in your one. Man, I, I would have loved Deontay Johnson to fall to me here. Um, Deontay Johnson falls. That leaves James Cook, Jackson Smith and Jigba and Jordan Addison going next, which leaves me with a very, very nice pick here. Um, now, I there's two guys that I'm looking at and one of them is I'm banking on upside. And one of them would be, I'm banking on 
consistency and a veteran. On the one hand, you got Mike Evans. Mike Evans going very, very late. Um, this is kind of crazy how late he's going. And we noted this in the in the podcast, in the, in the heat wave, that he's being completely undervalued because Baker Mayfield has had good fantasy wide receivers in the past. But then also Jahan Dotson. Jahan Dotson, we did the Redskins and the, um, the, the Commanders. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, we did the Commanders episode way early, like so early. So I was really out on Jahan Dotson when I was doing that episode. But the more I do mock drafts and the more I look at it for where he's going, 86th overall here, right here, he would be a perfect like wide receiver three breakout candidate. If I'm looking at my team build, Stefan Diggs, Debo Samuel already in my wide receiver. My three running backs are Tony Pollard, Joe Mixon, and Alexander Madison. Kyle Pitts at tight end. I'm just going to hope here because the the other guys that are picking with me, the the Team 11, Team 12, Team 11 already has two wide receivers. Uh, Team 12 already has two wide receivers. I would love to back up Mike Evans and Jahan Dotson. Like I really... I would I would love to do that. I that would that would be great for me. Um, but I think I'm gonna go here with the with the veteran. And I think I'm going to pick, pick Mike Evans to be my wide receiver three and don't look back. So um, Jahan Dotson goes next. So there goes my plan. How come the plan works out for you two, but it can't work out for me? Plans are just hating on me. Um <laughs> Mike Evans, Jahan Dotson, Evan Ingram, and David Montgomery. So now if you look at my team. Here's where I could start looking at quarterback. Uh, I don't want Deshaun Watson. Dak Prescott is a good value here. Tua, another one. I just wait and go Aaron Rodgers. We talked about that in the last draft and how there's no problem with doing that. The running backs left, Antonio Gibson, Zach Charbonnet, Rashad Penny, Brian Johnson, Robinson. Not really interested in them. Here's where I have to, you know, I, I like Khalil Herbert. I think that he's being undervalued. I like Jamal Williams, especially with uh, – Opportunities going to have in the beginning of the season. I think he's being undervalued. So those are interesting picks. Um, interested in Brandon Cooks here. I like Brandon Cooks a lot. Gabe Davis is interesting. Um, definitely a, a little bit interesting at this late in the draft. But uh, man, this is a this is a tough decision. I think I'm going to reach a little bit. No, I'm going to wait. I'm going to play the ADP game. I'm going to take Dak Prescott here, and I'm going to. I'm going to shore up that quarterback position and play the ADP game. Pat Firemuth goes next, followed by Deshaun Watson, Traylon Burks, and now Matt. I think you are the only team that does not roster. No, you and Michael, the only teams that have not rostered a quarterback yet. Excellent. And I don't think Michael's going to go for the guy that I obviously want here. So I'm going to let him keep falling back to me and and just pray, even though that the ADP is, is so close to my position right now. I want to. <laughs> I want to, but I'm, I'm kind of looking through this, and I think I, I need to to go a little bit of the, the running back here. Um, although there's not really anybody that I see having as much positional upside. I thought Alvin Kamara was still on the board. Where did Kamara go? Mm-hmm. Alvin Kamara went 
Oh yeah, I see that. Okay, so I'm obviously quite a few rounds late on that. Yeah, I mean the the running back upside as Tim went through is is actually pretty shallow. I would even wait a little bit later for guys that have like much more upside in this same this same range of outcomes, but far suppressed ADPs. So I guess we'll stop playing the game of chicken um, because it's finally come down to ADP meeting the guy that I want as well, and and I'll take Tua and let Mike win the battle of selecting a quarterback last. All right, Tua goes next. I, I like that. Get, get your guy. Followed by Kadarius yeah, Tony. Fact, I just, I, I definitely want to play that. Like you always want to play the philosophical draft strategy game to try to maximize roster value, right? Like if I could have gotten Tua around later, which arguably, if Mike doesn't select him here or in the next round, I would have been able to, right? And and that obviously allows me to swing on a guy with a little bit of upside as well, maybe a Gabe Davis. Michael, uh, after Kadarius Tony and David Njoku, you are up. Your team. At wide receiver, Jameer Chase, Jamar Chase, uh, uh, Chris Olave, Jerry Judy, and Terry McLaurin. At running back, Ramondre Stevenson and Rashad White. And at tight end, Darren Waller. I like I like all three of our teams, man. I think we got some good team shaping up here. Michael, who are you picking with your eighth-round pick? Michael? I think you're on mute, kid. You could do it, Michael. You can come and meet us. You're the man. Michael is something's going on technicality with Michael, but Michael, why don't you make your pick and then we could talk about it. And then uh, this kind of whack, but you know, we got, we got to do what we got to do. So Michael's going to make his pick here. Let's talk about who he's looking at a little bit while he figures out what's going on on the board. Antonio Gibson. Uh, oh, he takes, so he takes Quinn Johnston. Interesting. I would love to hear Michael's take on this. Ugh. Uh, Brandon cooks goes next. I think Brandon cooks is a great, pick here yeah i, I, almost I love took- the brandon cooks pick i love the quentin johnson pick and and i, I think he's got some incredible upside that, that even tim is, is sleeping on even though you know mike williams has proven to be nothing more than an 18 percent target share earner you guys hear me who has back yeah yes i can now big boy I'm mike back- williams has okay. back-to-back who has back last time he was he was uh he was healthy. you were gonna ask who has back-to-back well yeah quentin johnson he was wide receiver at 13 <laughs> He was wide receiver 13, and then the year before that, he was wide receiver 12. Like, let's not act like Mike Williams hasn't had great seasons. He has. Sorry about that, guys. Um, My headphones died, and then the whole computer decided it wanted to stop working entirely. So, my bad. But, yeah, um, so there I was looking at – look, I have a full team um, filled out. I don't have a quarterback. I would have taken Tua, Matt, if he didn't. I thought that was a good pick. Okay, so um, I'm, I'm glad I did. So now it came down to who wants to be my first bench piece. And yes, Brandon Cooks makes sense. Yes, Gabe Davis makes sense. Michael Thomas and those types of players. I always like to shoot for upside on my bench. Quentin Johnson is a first-round rookie. Um, We know Keenan Allen is an injury-prone guy. We know Mike Williams is an injury-prone guy. I mean, Josh Palmer was the number one receiver in several games last year. Um, And Quentin Johnson is much better than Josh Palmer, a much better athlete and uh, prospect than Josh Palmer. So... I'm just taking an upside shot on Quentin Johnson. Um, and with that being said, I'm also taking an upside shot on a rookie running back. Um, well, I would have um, taken an upside shot on a rookie running back in Zach Charbonnet if he wasn't taken. Otherwise, I like a few other running backs here and Herbert, Jamal Williams, mm-hmm. Samaj Piran. I'm going with Khalil Herbert because I think his That's ADP. Is, I think his ADP has been silly the entire yeah, season. I think, I think he's going to be the RB one in Chicago for sure. That that's specifically why I like pseudo said Gabe Davis as my upside pick when talking about n- not taking Tua because I didn't want you to lean into Khalil. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, that would have 
absolutely been my selection there, especially, you know, talking about that running back upside. I, I shouldn't have said it, given away so much because he was really the only guy there that you could legitimately see top 15 in points per game um, throughout the entire season at that. Whereas some of these other guys, you can definitely see them for streaks like Jamal Williams at the start of the season, Zach Charbonnet, if, you know, Kenneth Walker remains injured. Obviously, Brian Robinson, not much upside there. Samaji P. Ryan, if, you know, Jamal Williams takes a little bit of a backseat. With that said, like, I'm probably going to lean a little bit further away from that, go a little bit more to that right. handcuff position, as I was mentioning. Um, Matt, let, me just cut you off. let me just cut you off real quick. Anthony Richardson and Juju Smith-Schuster go after Khalil Herbert. Very disappointed that Juju Smith-Schuster pick. All right, Matt, take it away. Yeah, I got a bad habit of not breaking down the picks that just happened after me, but <laughs> that's why I host. It's all good. Alas, <laughs> alas, here we are. Um, yeah, and and you know, I, I have the. You can make the argument to like just ensure that Denver backfield with Samaji P. Ryan, and if um, Javante Williams does get injured, obviously there's an incredible amount of upside there. Same could be said maybe for Jamal Williams. I was thinking of kind of leaning away from that. Uh, running back and going with a very similar suggestion that Mike did and, and hoping that I can kind of potentially even stack somebody with him later. But I'm going to draft Zay Flowers here. I, nice. I think it's a, obviously showing my dynasty mind, but I also do believe that Zay Flowers could be the number one wide receiver in his rookie season. If you're looking at a Devontae Smith level of upside where, you know, you get 70 catches for 880 yards and, and four to five touchdowns, I'd be incredibly happy as my first bench piece and, you know, a ninth round pick. Eighth Love round that pick. pick. Love yeah, it. I think Zay Flowers, like Zay Flowers and Quentin Johnson are like, I could have taken Zay Flowers there where I took Johnson as well. Exactly. Like, yeah. uh, all right. So like, obviously from that sigh, my guy went after Zay Flowers, Rashad Penny goes next. Who I was considering Rashad Penny at this spot is a great pick because he can be the main back in that backfield. Uh, then Michael Thomas goes next. And the guy I really wanted goes after that team nine snipes me for Jamal Williams. Um, I would have loved some Jamal Williams here um, to add to the backfield, but this has me looking at some some guys here. Brian Robinson really hasn't been on my draft board. I really don't have any interest in Brian Robinson. Um, Aaron, yeah, I, I already have a quarterback. Uh, Cortland Sutton is interesting this late because there is a chance that he bounces back. Um, you have Odell Beckham, Rashad Bateman, Dalton Schultz, and that Elijah Moore. The guy I'm looking at here. I heard. I, I can't remember who said it first. I'm, I'm taking someone's thing, but I'm I'm, I'm using it. It's called a handcuff with benefits. And a handcuff with benefits is a guy who can get you get you like points. He's gonna be a guy every single week. But when he's when if the guy in front of him goes down, he's a league winning type guy. And that's Samanje Piran. Um, I'm thinking long term here. I know that I'm taking a little bit of a chance. Joe Mixon uh has been injury prone in his life. Tony Pollard has never carried a huge load, neither has Alexander Madison. Uh, so I'm gonna need some running back assistance and I'm going back to back running back here, and I I'm hoping that it doesn't get taken because I'm going to reach a little bit for my next backup running back. So I'm going to take Samaje, hoping that these guys aren't going to reach for a running back um, either, and they don't. So Brian Robinson gets drafted, followed by Aaron Rodgers to Team Twelve, Cortland Sutton to Team uh, uh, on the turn. Uh, Michael, are you disappointed that Aaron Rodgers just went? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Those stupid, especially stupid like in a one quarterback, one QB league with yeah. three bench spots. Uh, hey, sorry. Devin, There's a couple other guys I'm going to I'm looking at. And Devin, a chain goes next. All right. So I'm going to reach a little bit here, um, even though it's not, you know, where the ADP is at. I what I see is a guy who was RB two for the last five weeks of the number one offense 
for the Super Bowl champions being drafted way too low. I don't know why. Maybe it's because his name is Jarek McKinnon. Um, I, I don't know why he's going in the 10th round, but I'd love to have myself some Jarek McKinnon all day, every day at this spot. Easily. Thank you. Tim, five running backs and three wide receivers is like the exact opposite of everything I ever do in any draft. I'll get a wide receiver. He's going to love it. He'll love it. I love it. I love it. You know, I love me and my running backs. All right. Um, Michael, I mean, uh, Matt, you are next after after McKinnon goes Bateman, Elijah Moore, and Kirk Cousins. Um, a lot of backup quarterbacks being taken. I would have, uh, I would have loved a little bit of Rashad Bateman. I think to pair with Zay Flowers. Um, I'm not going to hesitate too much on this one. It's a position that I kind of need to attack as well. The ADP lines up for me where it's not too much of a reach. I think this guy has standalone weekly upside, as Tim would like to say, a handcuff with benefits in the number one rushing percentage offense in what is projected to be the number one rushing percentage offense again in the NFL, who was second last year, only behind the Bears. Tyler Algier and Arthur Smith offense. Rookie Bijan is obviously going to see monumental opportunity shares, but I don't think that that is mutually exclusive to Tyler Algier still having a decent weekly ceiling of around that 10 points per game that he put up as a rookie in a very similar role where he wasn't the lead guy um, in an improved offense at that. And should anything knock on wood happen to our Lord and savior, Bijan Robinson, <laughs> then Tyler Algier would be absolutely a top 15 running back in points per game. There's no denying that. So I'm, I'm going to lock down my other bench spot here with somebody that I could probably flex inside should an injury happen um, with, you know, not much volatility and then have some incredible upside. Honey Bijan on trade bar copyright. Um, Jamal. Uh, I love that pick though, Matt. Uh, yeah. Jameson Williams goes next. Dalton Schultz goes after that. Michael, you're up. You do not have a quarterback. Uh, your running backs are Ramondre Stevenson, Rashad White, and Khalil Herbert. Well done, well done. Sir. I'm taking yeah, uh, really good. I'm You're... taking Daniel Jones. Um, nice. Most rushing upside. He's not trash, um, fantasy wise. It's either him or Geno Smith, really, and then Jared Goff. I'm not gonna take Russ or Bryce Young or any of those guys, so I'm just taking Daniel Jones. Yeah. I think Daniel Jones is a great pick. Dalton Kincaid goes next, followed by Odell Beckham, Damian Harris, Geno Smith, Michael. Your last pick. And my final pick, I'm going with a high upside wide receiver who I think uh, mm. I'm going to be drafting a lot at ADP, and that's Sky Moore. Damn, yeah, I was great hoping pick. that he was Excellent about to. Pick. That's also who I would have selected with my last pick here. I should have picked Sky Moore over McKinnon. Um, Sky Moore goes next, followed by Alan Lazard and Cole Komet. Who's your last pick, Matt? Yeah, I, I, it's it's kind of like. This is where I, I actually struggle a bit in drafts because it's like, am I am I going too dynasty minded as somebody that doesn't, you know, dabble in as much redraft? Obviously, am, am I making the right selection based on ADP, based on team build? But from everything we've seen in the preseason, what I know about this guy as a prospect, um, what we expect from the Jacksonville offense and speaking of high upside handcuffs, maybe not one that necessarily has benefits of weekly upside, as I think it will be a little bit more volatile than, say, a guy like Tyler Algier. But Tank Bigsby in Jacksonville's offense, should anything happen to a guy that has already missed an entire season before getting to his third year in the NFL? I think Tank Bigsby, you could see him put up 180, 200 points um, in his rookie season if Tyler L or um, Travis Etienne rather faces any sort of injury. Tank Bigsby, Elijah Mitchell, Adam Thielen, Chigaquanko. Could have said the same thing about Elijah. Hell. <laughs> Michael, I, I know I told you I was going to draft another wide receiver, but uh, Jeff Wilson's still here. And this is like, uh, 
Maybe I can get the right absurd human to... primary running back. I know I, I have to do it just for a team build. I'm gonna go with Jacoby Myers uh, as my last wide receiver. I think I would have taken Rasheed Rice there, but to yeah. each their own. You gotta at that. It's your last pick. You know Jacoby's gonna give you a wide receiver three season, but you gotta yeah. swing for more. Hey, I mean, that's like my only real criticism of your draft. If you're building a RB heavy draft, that's how you do it. You did a good job. Thanks, bro. Um, I think we all have three good teams. Um, so let's see let's see what these teams look like. Ford Michael at quarterback, Daniel Jones at running back, Ramondre Stevenson and Rashad White at wide receiver. Jamar and Chase, Herbert. Chris. Well, well, you'll get, you'll see what I'm gonna do. At, at wide receiver, Jamar Chase, Chris Olave, and Jerry Judy at the flex spot. Terry McLaurin and on the bench, uh, Quinn Johnston, Khalil Herbert, and Sky Moore. For Matt, at quarterback, Tua Tagovailoa. At wide at running back, Jameer Gibbs and Javante Williams. At wide receiver. Garrett Wilson, Calvin Ridley, Drake London at the flex spot, Deontay Johnson, and on the bench, Zay Flowers, Tyler Algier, and Tank Bigsby. And for Tim at quarterback, Dak Prescott handcuffed with his running back, Tony Pollard, and the other, and his running back too, Joe Mixon. At wide receiver, Stefan Diggs, Debo Samuel, and Mike Evans, Kyle Pitts at the tight end, Alexander Madison in the flex spot, and on the bench, Samaj P. Ryan, Jarek McKinnon, and Jacoby Myers. Guys, say guys. Did you forget to mention I drafted Travis Kelsey? You no. did forget to mention Travis Kelsey. Okay, no, I'm I, not bugging. <laughs> I said t- a tight end Travis Kelsey. I didn't say a tight end Travis Kelsey. No. Whoops. Uh that's a big that's a big miss. Uh, because he's your best player. Um, my first round pick, yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, these are good teams. I don't see anything wrong with either of these teams. Uh let us know in the Discord which team you like best. I'd be happy Three to go. different builds that I yeah. think all met their build criteria. Three think, very different builds. I'd yeah. I'd choose mine than Matt's than Tim's personally, but that's just because well, Tim's so damn out. RB heavy. I mean, I'm not that RB heavy. I still got Stefan Diggs and Debo Samuel. Like it's not I mean, that in a start three wide receiver league. Three running backs in the first five rounds is not something I do. <laughs> no. Me either, but teach their own. It, no, it, uh, it, hey, like I said, it's a good RB heavy team. That's it. That is all. The heat wave is over. It is a good RB heavy team, though. I'll give you that. Um, yeah, I think all of our teams are good. I'd be happy leaving the draft with any one of these teams. All right. With that being said, we're done here. We've been recording podcasts for so long. Um, and now Michael. Three days straight. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Not really. We, we, hey, we record like four of these at a time. Just so you guys know. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, this is the last one. And then we're coming. We're going to come to you with our hat hangers and our sleepers and bus going right into everything. By the time you've listened to this, you're going to have our um, our, fa- our fades and our. What is, what is fades it? and favorites. Sleepers favorites. Bus, favorites and fades. Hangers. There you go. Favorites and fades on the cheat sheet. Uh, we're cheat going per cheat. round this time. So. Love it, live it, Brodo Fantasy. Thank you guys so much for supporting us. Like it doesn't, the fact that we get to talk into microphones and people actually give a fuck. Like it's so cool. So thank you and uh, uh, follow us and you know keep listening and all that good stuff. We love you and we will see you soon. We have a really special announcement uh, next week. So tune in next week. Later. Peace. Peace.